Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome, everyone. It is time for stoppage time yet again. We are back with the 2019 Auburn soccer season. I am one of your co-hosts, Drew Hooper. A long way away from me is my other co-host, Peter Green. We're excited to be back with you. Peter, how do you feel about being back this soccer season? Well, you know, I was thinking this is our fourth season doing stoppage time. Did you really think we'd be doing four seasons? I did not, but we are Bree Folds old this year because she is a senior, so we have lasted her whole career. We caught a lot of Sarah LeBeau's careers, too. I didn't think we'd last this long. I didn't think that – I didn't even know what, what to think when we started, but ultimately we ended up here, and I'm going to keep going as long as I can, and I imagine you are, too. Yeah, can't stop now. It's been a long off season. What what do we got as far as what's happened? What have we not covered because we've been on a little hiatus after a long season and life changes? So what's going on in the world of Auburn soccer? Well, I'm sure we're going to miss something, Drew, because there's been a really busy off season. But I do want to hit some highlights. Uh, first of all, uh, assistant coach James Armstrong left to go join uh, to be the head coach at Mississippi State. And so uh, Nick Flore has come in, and he's going to be coaching the offense as an assistant under Coach Hoppe. So congratulations to Coach Armstrong. Uh, I think that's going to be really cool because we're going to be playing Mississippi State this year. Coach Hoppe is going to be playing one of her old assistants. But uh, also really nice to see Coach Flore. He came from East Kentucky, and before that he was at Ohio State. Uh, and before that he was with a club team. So he's got a lot of experience, and he's going to bring that to our offense this season. And uh, also uh, in the offseason – Brie Folds, again, was with the U.S. Women's National Team, but also Alyssa Melanson got some time with them as well. So we got uh, two veterans on the U.S. Women's National Team. That's really uh, cool to see. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. I'm, I'm excited for Coach Armstrong. I hope Mississippi State gave him really good insurance because after hearing those cowbells all the time, he's got to have some pretty rough hearing problem if he stays there too long. But also excited for the U.S. Women's call-ups as far as Brie Folds and Alyssa Melanson. That's just a, a great experience and something that they'll always remember. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we have some injury news. Kylie Bichard, a freshman, and Marissa Arias, they're both injured. Uh, listen to Coach Hoppe, it does, sounds like they may not be back this season. They were injured in their high school, uh, high school play, and so we might not have them this year, but the good news is they were both, uh, you know, midfield, forward, and we are really strong in that position. So, uh, hopefully they can recover, and we, we're not going to miss them too much. Uh, but the good news is we're getting Emmy Craven and Jalen Gadsden. They were both injured last year. We're getting them both back, and they're going to be really huge for us, I think. Yeah, I think Gadsden definitely, because if you remember last year when we had such a that hot start as far as non-conference with Gadsden right at the beginning of that time was just scorching as far as getting goals, getting in good spots. So I think that is a big pickup, again, for us. It's almost like getting – a fresh recruit in that that's ready to play getting Gatson back. 
yeah, she was a burner on the side last year, and I think she's going to play a little bit more defense this year. We'll talk about that later. Um, but, yeah, she's a big get, and you can really see where our season – I'm not saying it was all her, but when she got injured, you kind of see our season kind of trending down a little bit uh, going into SEC play. Uh, and then getting Emmy Craven back, uh, we'll talk about our defense later as well, but getting her back on the defense is going to be huge as well. We're really going to, going to need her there. Uh, well, we did play two exhibition matches uh, before our season. The first one was against Kennesaw State. We won 1-0. Uh, that was at Kennesaw State. Uh, actually, our, our Kyle Loomis was at that match, Drew. Yeah, you could say he was our tiger eye in the sky watching that game. And uh, in that game, Jesse Giroux got a uh, got a goal, and Caroline Peterson, the f- freshman, true freshman, had the assist on that. We also played Mercer in Auburn. We won 3-0. Sydney Richards scored a goal and the brace, so she had two goals in that in that match. And uh, Caroline Peterson and had two assists, and Bree Foles was in on one of those. And then Angeline Daly was the other one with a goal in that match, and Trevor Acock had the assist on that. So uh, right off the bat, Drew, uh, we see Sydney Richards scoring two goals, and we see uh, freshman Caroline Peters, uh, sorry Caroline Peterson, scoring three or having three assists in these uh, exhibition matches. I think that's really notable that those are both freshmen, uh, Sydney Richards with two goals, Caroline Peterson with three assists. Yeah, I'm a big fan of assists. First off, that I think that shows the team is really moving the ball well whenever they're picking up assists, and especially in NCAA, they count two passes, so two people can count can get credit for the assist. So that's that's nice being able to see the ball move, and I think that's a good product uh, and a good stat line there to see assists going through, especially from a true freshman. Uh, I would lo- I love to see that ball moving in midfield. So I think that it was a good start to the preseason and. From what I understand, that Kennesaw State game, we were lucky just to get out alive because it was that nice Alabama heat, and I'm pretty sure it was 100 degrees because they were taking a couple water breaks in between there. So I think it was a good start to the preseason so far. What did you think? I think Coach Hoppe was was encouraged by it, and uh, she said between the Kennesaw State and the Mercer uh, matches, she saw improvement. I think it was really uh, important for our goalkeepers too. Uh, Grad transfer from San Diego State, Kate Hart, and freshman Maggie Van Thulinar shared time and goals in both of those matches. So it got them a little bit of experience, too. And I think that was probably the most important thing uh, as we're replacing Sarah LeBeau uh, out of these two exhibition matches. Yeah, I I think keeper and defense are probably going to be our biggest worries. I know we're about to get to some questions we have going into the season in women's goalies, so I'm going to go ahead and kick that off for us, not to steal your, your thunder, but we see... Both uh, Maggie Van Thulinar and Kate Hart split time between the posts during these exhibition games, and we see shutouts from both of them. Uh, the Tigers outshot uh, Mercer there in their game pretty heavily, but it's good to see both of them get time between the pipes. Who do you think starts game one, or what do you think the keeper situation looks like a little bit deeper into the year, Peter? I think that's the big question. You know, we're all sitting around waiting for Gus Malzahn to make a quarterback decision and and know who our starting quarterback is. But in soccer, we're kind of sitting around waiting for our starting uh, starting goalkeeper. The encouraging thing is Coach Hoppe says she has 
a lot of confidence in both of them. It's kind of a 1A, 1B situation here. And I think it's going to kind of come down to the wires. I think she, she might make that decision on Thursday who's going to start. Uh, Kate Hart is 5'6", but Maggie Van Thulenar is 5'9". The, the, the Coach Hoppe says she's kind of got that Sarah LeBeau build to her. And of course, Kate Hart, being a grad transfer from San Diego State, is going to have a lot of experience. So you have the uh, the young freshman coming in, and that's, you know, that's what Sarah LeBeau did. She came in as a freshman. She played for four years. She broke records uh, as a goalkeeper. Uh, so you have Maggie Van Thulenar on the, on the one hand, but you have Kate Hart with the experience on the other. So uh, I think uh, Coach Hoppe is going to have a decision to make. I don't know, Drew. Do you have a Do you have an idea who you think will be starting? I don't have an idea who I think will be starting, but I have an idea who I I, I think kind of the direction we think we I think we should go, and I think Van Thulenar should probably get the nod. I think we'll see both this year, but I think Van Thulenar would be a good one to go ahead and invest in because she's a true freshman. If she's that impressive already and shows the capability of it, you're like we did Sarah LeBeau, we break some records at Auburn, have a wonderful career, end up becoming a captain. And if she can go ahead and begin that track as a freshman, she'll be really good, especially under Coach Hoppe's wing, being a former goalie herself, growing in that position during her time at Auburn. Yeah, as I think about it, uh, if you know, if they are really are one A and one B in Coach Hoppe's eyes, as far as skill set goes, uh, I think what it's going to come down to is, is which one can be a leader for that defense. We know that Sarah LeBeau was a leader on that defense. You talked about her being a captain, but when you watched her, she was always directing the defense. She was always yelling out. She was always calling out. She was directing that back line. And I think really who wins that job, either Kate Hart or Maggie Van Thulenar, is going to be whoever emerges as that leader. Yeah, and I mean we'll have to mention too. We had this knack of recruiting goalies with the double last name. We we had LeBeau and the split with that. We have Van Thulenar now. So that just may be our thing. Maybe we should just ride out the double last name idea going for Auburn soccer. You may be onto something there. So uh, my first, my three big questions, my first question was who's going to replace Sarah LeBeau? My second question is who will emerge on a young defense? Uh, our losses are Taylor Troutman and Gianna Montini. Gianna Montini was more of a midfielder, but she did help a lot on defense. Uh, our starters back are going to be Alyssa Melanson, um, Sarah Houchin, Jalen Gadsden, Emmy Craven, and Abby Jacobs. So that's, you know, if you're keeping score at home, that's a junior, a junior, a redshirt sophomore, a sophomore, and a sophomore. So uh, rather young coming back. Uh, and uh, Coach Hopp, I think Coach Hopp is going to play Alyssa Melanson a little bit more forward. She talked about playing Gadsden maybe on that defense. So we might see Gadsden back and Alyssa Melanson uh, forward, but we know with their speed and their capability, they're going to be switching on and off and, and uh, on offense as well. And then new incoming is going to be freshman uh, Riley Pekoski, Brooke Burden, and Audrey Portman. And Audrey Portman is a redshirt freshman. Uh, so we're going to really have a young back line, and I think that's what concerns uh, Coach Hoppe the most. That's kind of what concerns me the most. Our offense is going to be loaded. By the way, this is who we get back on offense. Bree Folds, Trevor Acock, Angeline Daly, Jesse Giroux, Haley Whitaker, Rocio Sanders, and we're adding Sydney Richards, who just scored uh, two goals in the Mercer match. That is uh, some firepower. You know, I called them the Hydra last season. Uh, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be fine on offense, but uh, defense. What are your thoughts on defense? Yeah, I think Coach Hoppe is gonna tinker with it a little bit for sure. We saw her do that at the beginning of the season last year. We've had some defensive overturn every year since we've been doing this. But I think with 
players like Sarah Houchin, who is a junior, uh, even Milan Sun, you said she may be playing further up. I think, you know, with that junior being an upperclassman, I think that leadership may be needed in the back. And you put her on one side, put Jalen Gatz on the other side, let him bomb down. Uh, you definitely. I definitely think Emmy Craven's going to get a lot of playing time because we saw her come in at the end of last year, even after sitting out a long time, and be a difference maker on that defense. So I think we have the talent. It's just a matter of getting them to gel together, and especially with a new goalkeeper. I am worried about it from the sense of when will it begin to click. I'm not worried about it in the sense of will they be good because I, I believe Coach Hoppe is going to put them in the best situation to to play to the best of their ability. We'll talk about the schedule in a little bit, but you and I have talked about it before we start recording, and I think we're going to face the strength of our non-conference schedule at the very beginning. So they're going to have to gel quick. And I really do think we'll see the freshmen in a lot during this non-conference uh, just to get them experience. I don't know if we'll see them in the first two matches. Maybe we will. It's going to be nice. I think Sarah Houchin is going to have to be the general on that back line this year. Yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's pretty accurate, uh, at least for – the non-conference. I think the non-conference is going to be a lot of growing together, a lot of trying to figure each other out, figure out what your best combination is. And from there, you're going to be bringing along a goalkeeper. Even if it is Kate Hart being a graduate transfer, she still has not been playing with these girls very long. And so that's going to take some time to gel as well. You've got to trust each other. you got to know each, where each other are. But I think just from camp and from getting this these two exhibition games under the belt and some non-conference schedule, it'll get there. We're just going to be patient with it. We may take a loss or two, but ultimately in the grand scheme of life in soccer, it's not like other sports where taking a loss or two is a, is the worst case in the world. It kind of helps you grow in a sense and doesn't really knock our, our NCAA tournament chances. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of offense coming back, but I don't want to win games by just you know, outscoring the other team, uh, three, two matches, you know, four, three matches. I really want them to, to gel quickly. And so hopefully that can happen. Our third big question for the season is how will this team respond to a heavy sec schedule? Uh, last year we entered the sec play seven and Oh, uh, we had a ton of goals. Uh, but then we got into sec play and we started one, three, and one, and we ended sec play four, five, and one. And Drew, as I look through our schedule, we're going to play. We're going to play six SEC teams with double-digit wins last season. Uh, so we're going to have a. It's going to be a tough SEC schedule. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But how should they approach the SEC schedule coming off the non-conference schedule? Well, I think a lot of these players were on that team last year or got to experience that in some shape, form, or fashion. We have a lot of freshmen coming in. So that's going to be different to integrate them as well, just depending on how Coach Hoppe sets up her lineup. But ultimately, I think we saw towards the end of last season us start to figure out what was going on. We obviously didn't expect Jalen Gatson to go down and just some of the other knocks that we picked up throughout the year. But at the end, you see a player like Haley Whitaker, who we were playing in one position. We, we tossed her up front, and she had that that wonderful performance last year where she had some great solo goals. I think it was against Arkansas, if I remember correctly. I may be wrong in that. But we, we saw people bending and being willing to be flexible about where they're playing. And at times, Coach Hoppe was striking gold. I think she understands some of the freshmen that she got in last year a lot better now, just being with them for a year. So I think we're not going to have that dry spell to start off SEC play. I don't think we 
were bad necessarily. I think we came in, kind of got knocked off our rocker in that first game, and then proceeded to lose confidence almost. So I don't think it was because we were a bad team at all. I think it was just because we got behind the eight ball and just couldn't figure out a way to dig ourselves out. Yeah, and we're going to start SEC play against Kentucky this year. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, I think they'll ease us into a little SEC play. But then after that, it's going to get hard fast. Uh, so, Drew, uh, the season starts Thursday against South Florida. What do you see uh, see there? I mean, last year we started off uh, with South Florida as well. Actually, we started off with Sanford, and then we finished up with South Florida. We did a home-and-home with them. So we'll be down taking a tour of Florida this year. But South Florida is a difficult team. They're a little bit better than they were last year. They came in ranked 18th this year in the United Soccer Coaches Poll. Auburn actually wasn't ranked this year. We didn't go over that. But they received six six votes to be in the rankings so we travel down to Tampa to play them, and this is a team that has already beat Stetson, one of their warm-up games, 6-0. They beat North Texas, 2-0, and so they start off with us as well. But they have a senior this year who is very talented. They're picked to win the AAC. They're, they have quite a few players on their all-conference team, and Evelyn Vanes is picked to She's on some short list for some awards this year after scoring 20 goals last year. So I think this is a good opponent to start out with because it's going to be something that tests us, it tries us, it pulls out that defense a little bit to kind of make us see how are we going to gel. We're basically facing a potential of a, a first-round knockout like in boxing, and we got to see how we respond. Are we going to, going to take one on the chin and bounce back, or are we going to – kind of sink under the pressure. So I think this is a good sink or swim moment for the soccer team starting off. What do you think about it? Not only that, but I think they're going to be a good springboard into the next match, which we'll talk about, but Florida Gulf Coast. So, uh, you know, Florida, you know, Kennesaw and Mercer easing us into that South Florida match, South Florida easing us into that Florida Gulf Coast match. Uh, I'm confident we beat them last year. Uh, we won two, one last year. Uh, I know you're you're trying to temper my expectations, but I'm I'm confident. Now again, our defense is going to be tested. Again, we don't know uh, about the goalkeeper position. Uh, we don't know uh, about that back line necessarily. Uh, there are some question marks there, uh, so they will be tested there, and this will be a good chance for, like you said, for Coach Hoppe to see what she's got and uh, test their metal a little bit. Yeah, I I think it's going to be a good game. I like that we're going on the road early in the season. We saw when we went to Kennesaw State, it was hot a little bit. It was a different environment. It wasn't Auburn. And so you saw them scrap, scrape out a 1-0 win. They go back to Auburn, scrape out a 3-0 win. So I think even being on the road to start the season, it's going to be a growing time and a learning time. And I, I think for the past two years when we started off this kickoff show, I have doted on how Coach Hoppe scheduled. I love it. We've had Clemson a couple times. We've had other difficult matches to start off the season. We have always faced opponents that are going to challenge us. And so I think this is just another another great way that she is scheduled to figure out something about our team. I mean, last year we went on that, that tour of California. And so this year we're going on a tour of Florida and facing a very good USF team. I think I'd rather go to California than Florida, but... Uh, regardless, uh, so the, after so Sunday we're going to play Florida Gulf Coast. They were 13-4-2 last season. This is a one o'clock game on a Sunday, Drew. I hate the one o'clock on a Sunday matches. Uh, what do you see with Florida Gulf Coast? 
Yeah, I think this is far easier of an opponent than USF, but it's still a game away from home. Like you said, it's a Sunday afternoon game, and I think unless you play in the deep north tundra of Canada or something, it's always going to be hot this time of year playing in that mid-afternoon heat. And so I think that's going to be a struggle down there. It is Florida weather, so it's not sticky humid like it is everywhere else in the world, apparently. So I don't think it'll be that hard. But they also have a very good striker, so this is another great test for our defense. I legitimately cannot pronounce her name. She, I'm going to try it, Papa Dianova. She is uh, their senior forward out of Bulgaria, so not just a name you hear every day. But she is talented, had a great year last year, came up with 14 goals, 7 assists. Coach Hoppe always does a good job of putting us in front of very tough strikers. Uh, Part of that's playing in the SEC. Part of that is her non-conference scheduling. I think she understands getting your defense going early and your keeper tested early is going to help you deeper into the season. And it's just going to be a a game where we're, we're tested and... Ultimately, I think it's a win, but it's going to be a game in which we kind of figure out what we're made of. I agree with that. I think another, I believe it's a win, but again, another match where they're going to get their medal tested down in Florida at 1 o'clock on a hot Florida day. It's also uh, wideout day and family day down there and World Cup celebration day. I don't know what that is, but apparently they just stacked everything into one game and tried to do it against Auburn so but that one's actually going to be an ESPN plus so you should be able to watch it if you subscribe to one of the numerous numerous subscription services that are out there for watching sports did they have a uh, women's national team player in the world cup this year I uh, your guess is as good as mine right now it'd be interesting to find out but maybe they'll be too distracted by everything else going on uh maybe we'll just eke out that win pretty easy but uh, yeah I do believe that South Florida and Florida Gulf Coast will be a little bit more challenging I do expect to win and come back winners and then we travel to Athens, Georgia, which is also always hot, to play Maryland and Virginia Tech. What do you see there, Drew? Yeah, I I haven't dove deep into the the Maryland and Virginia Techs of the world, but these are these are still quality A AAC, not A ACC. ACC. Gosh, we got so many bad just names as far as conferences go nowadays. It's really hard to keep up with who's who anymore, but. I think those are both quality opponents. These are just going to be good wins to have on the resume, good games to have on the resume. And so I think, you know, ultimately they're winnable games. I'm looking at Maryland right now. Went 4-10-5 and five last year. So they ain't great, as they put it around my part. But it's it's a game. It's a game that we can get some confidence, a game in which we can really figure out who we are. Against a team that was 4-10-5 and five last year, how do you feel we're going to do, Peter? We better win that. I mean, I don't care if it's in Athens, Georgia. I mean, actually, we do bet pretty good in Athens. I mean, we dominate Georgia there. Uh, so we better win that one. I'm a little bit more concerned about the the Virginia Tech, who were eight eight. I'm oh, sorry, eleven eight and three last season. Yeah, I mean, Virginia Tech, solid team. I wouldn't say they're great, but it they're going to play us a little bit hard. They did lose to Alabama last year, so shame on them. And they tied yeah, Georgia, so they can they can just get out of here. But I. I I think both of these are quality games. They're a major conference opponent. I know that doesn't matter as much in soccer, but you got to think with these with these type of places, they're going to have more facility or better facilities, probably more facilities too. They're going to have a little more investment into it, be able to recruit a little bit better. So I think ultimately these are going to be just two good games that they, they can participate in. To go 11-8-3 in the ACC is pretty good. Um 
I'm assuming a lot of that 11 maybe was non-conference, but I'm, it really didn't look that close. But if you lose to Georgia, you're trash, so win. Yeah, I mean, even still, right after that, we play another uh, ACC team. See, I got it right that time. Was it AAC or ACC or UCLA or whatever? Uh, but we played Syracuse, and Syracuse was a little rough last year, too. So after maybe a little bit harder of a Florida trip to start of the season, we back it back down a little bit as far as play goes. Yeah, by a little rough, you mean 3-15 and 15 last season. So uh, we, I really do not want to lose to Syracuse, but I, I think that'll be a win. Plus, that's at home. We're, we're really strong at home, and so I'm pretty confident about that one as well. Yeah, and I mean, as far as just getting into the schedule, I, I haven't dove into the schedule much because with soccer every year, it's one of those, you know who who's going to be good as far as the SEC goes, but there's so so much scarcity of resources as far as women's soccer that you don't really get it until the season gets going so any of these teams could break out we've seen it before that a team that you and i previewed at the beginning of the season that we're like oh that team's not gonna be very good ends up giving us a very tough game so with soccer it's always so unpredictable but we do have a pretty good sec slate this year don't you think we actually have an alabama game on schedule i don't know why we would never not schedule to beat them yeah, I kind of wish they were the last game, but they're really the second to last. Uh, just looking at our SC schedule, just to preview it real fast, we're playing at Kentucky uh, against Tennessee at home, at Ole Miss versus LSU at home, at Mississippi State. That's, again, James Armstrong uh, against Coach Hoppe. That'll be interesting. Uh, versus Texas A&M at home, at Florida. So we're going back down to Florida again this year, Drew. Uh, yeah. Versus uh, Arkansas at home, traveling to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama and finishing off at home against South Carolina. Uh, again, I said this before, but six SEC teams with double-digit wins last season. This is not going to be an easy slate. I forgot to put this at the top of the show, but Auburn is picked to to, uh, to finish seventh in the SEC. What do you think about that, Drew? Well, that's just gross and atrocious by the SEC coaches who picked us there. I mean, we're going to have our pains this year growing and learning with so many underclassmen, but we do have experience as a team and classic Auburn, we're unranked, pick seventh. That's normally the time where we overachieve and really wow people at the end of the year. So I think I, I think NCAA tournament berth is a high likelihood. I would be shocked if we didn't make it, but also if we don't, I'm not going to say, wow, this was the worst season in the world, because ultimately we have a lot of people that were breaking in this year. This isn't just the continual cycle of having great player after great player. It's getting there, but we're still not fully there where every year we're able just to cycle in another stud player. A few notable things I noticed on our schedule is no UGA this year. That's usually our easy win. They don't have that. I guess Kentucky will be our easy win this this season. Uh, You know, play Alabama and Tuscaloosa and playing Florida at Florida. And last time we played in Florida, we won. Uh, And this isn't the same Florida team as days of old where they were really, really good. They're kind of... A little, well, at least last year, they were a little mediocre. They did knock us out of the SEC tournament last year, so we kind of get them, we need to get them back for that. And then we finished the year with South Carolina, who's always really, really good. Uh, at least they don't have their red-headed phenom anymore, but I think they're still going to be good. They're still going to be tough. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think we're going to have our work cut out for us. So I think we're going to have to really focus in and, and really hone in our skills and uh, really figure out who – needs to play where during that non-conference schedule because it, it's going to come fast and hit us really quickly when we hit the SEC schedule. 
Yeah, I, I think once we get into that portion of the of the schedule when we get into SEC play against Kentucky, I think there's a high likelihood of entering into it 8-0. I see really one loss potentially, and that's to USF in the opener. So going into SEC play, SEC play even 7-1 is not something to snub your nose about. So I think Coach Hoppe has a setup to really kind of cut our teeth in non-conference play and get ready as far as SEC plays goes. And I think the goal for SEC play this year, like we mentioned, should be to start off hot, to not get behind the eight ball again, lose our confidence, lose easy games. Because we were in a lot of tight games at times last year that it seemed it could have gone either way, but ultimately we either ran out of steam or just didn't make the play when we needed to. And I hope that taste is in some of the players' mouths to not want it to happen again. And this is going to be a different year. We really battled last year, uh, at least in the beginning of our non-conference schedule, for first in the SEC. Uh, we were really right up there with, I think it was Vanderbilt and Tennessee. Uh, you kind of snubbed your nose at seventh in the SEC. So where do you see us finishing in the SEC this year? I mean, do you, I can go full Ben King and do finishing first. But I, I think top four would be what I would aim for and what I think is reasonable from us, ultimately with an NCAA tournament berth. What do you think? Yeah, I think I had top four in my mind as well. Uh, five, four or five, uh, but, you know, again, optimistic, I would say top four. Not seven. I can tell you not seven. And if we are seven, uh, well, people know more than me. That's not That wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world. But, I mean, we, we, can, we have goal scorers, you know, so I mean, at least we can outscore teams. We just got to really shore up that, again, that, that goalkeeper and the defensive line. If we can do that, I think we're going to be a really good team this year. Yeah, and we, I mean, as far as just watching the games this year, too, just want to bring up the fact that we have a lot of games on the SEC Network Plus. We have a few that are on SEC Network proper, such as the Kentucky game as our SEC opener, the LSU game when we host uh, the Tigers there in Auburn. And then we also have an ESPNU game against Texas A&M, and we'll host them as well. So those are, are some of the good network games that we'll have. So excited to see us get on the network a little bit more. Even as we get deeper in the schedule, some of those may actually change, just depending on how things get bumped, yada, yada. Uh, but just to be able to see three games on you know, broadcast television is, is nice this year. That's something I think you and I both griped about, is that oftentimes they're just using these bonus channels on the SEC network or whatever just to kind of fill a background space and not using them to actually play sports like soccer, volleyball, or things like that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good to see the three on network television. I, I will have to probably uh, suck it up and get ESN, ESPN Plus this season. Uh, they got me this time. I'm going to have to get it to watch the rest of these matches because it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a fun year, I believe. Yeah, so ultimately, I think this year we have tempered expectations. We don't want to puff it up too much. But that, like I said, that's exactly where Auburn likes to be. That's where I like to be. I mean, I, I don't want to be, you know, right there in the middle. Seventh is, is perfect for me. You know, we got room to climb. And you feel just enough disrespect to have a little, you know, bitterness in your shots, you know. Uh, so I'm happy with seventh right now. I expect to see us in the top four at the end of the season. We'll see if it happens. Season four, uh, I mean, what? We, we don't want to get to like season seven because after seven, we have to do a movie or something like that, I think is the old adage. So we'll see how long we stick around. We're excited to be back. We're excited to have you here with us listening. 
growing in your soccer knowledge because I know it's not America's favorite sport, but we're trying to get you there. We saw the votes on the E2C Network discussions page, and it said seven people were soccer fans, 14 people did not like soccer. We hope to convert all 14 of you this year and everyone else who didn't even want to vote. And we're just excited to be back. We're excited that stoppage time is continuing. Until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?